Okay, friends, we're jumping back in. We had a little bit of a few things going on today, but God is in control, and we thank God for all He's doing, and we thank Him for His healing touch on our family. So, guys, continue to, to lift up our church family as we go and move forward. Well, today's message is being lived out right here in our congregation because time is everything. Um, Tanya, can you check this again? I'm sorry. Uh, time is, it's, it's my time we started out. Can we turn this down just a little bit? I'm sorry. Actually, my mic's probably on. We got everything out of Cattywampus. So. All right. So I started out saying it's my time. A lot of times we think time is, is, is ours. But when we have a personal relationship with the Lord, we realize that God bought us out of bondage and set us in his family. And it's his time. He, he has purchased us out of sin and set us in the family. Now, I want to go ahead and talk about that a little bit more because a lot of times when we hear that, you think your life is not your own. You still have free will, but we want to be living it out freely for the Lord. Amen? We want to be freely giving and freely going and freely sharing the message. I'm going to go back and read our, our scripture today again. And it says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. How many people are thankful? We talked about that today. Are we giving everything back to God? Or do we just hold on to everything? It's my time. I'm going to, you're going to hear that over and over. But what's going to happen in the middle of this, we're going to realize it's God's time. And in the midst of those things, how are we living my time? Does my time look like God's time? There was a couple of questions that I, I had for you guys, and I want to start out with this too. I said, God's gift of time is a treasure. We need to learn to trade the time he gives us for that which is lasting for eternity in his kingdom. So, so how do we do that? Here's a question I want to put on the backdrop of your mind as we go through this. How do I do my best to use my time to serve God and others? I want you guys to kind of look at that. I shared this a few minutes ago. I want to bring it up again. This is kind of uh, pulled from some of the messages that we've been working on on Tuesday night purposely so you guys can kind of see where we're going deeper in the Word and now having a practical application of that in our life. I want to invite you guys every Tuesday at 7 to 8.15 right here that we can go deeper in the Word of God. Here's something else. Do we offer our time to fulfill God's purposes? How do we offer our time? Or do we just give an hour on Sunday? You know, I, I tell you, let me be honest. I didn't grow up in church. Many of y'all know that. And, and so I started going to church. Uh, somebody reached out and gave me a Bible track in 1995 on the side of the road on Halloween night. You want to talk about a life that, a life's been transformed and God is still working in that? Here's one right here. Because I say this all the time. I would not pick me. How about y'all? Y'all can say, yeah, we picked you. <laughs> Just try to make you smile a little bit. But you know, a lot of times we feel like that. We go, man, how in the world is God going to use me? And then I started reading the Bible and seeing how he used folks with all types of, you know, wonky ways, right? All types of, of, of things in their life. Everybody's got a little bit of junk in their closet and things like that. But God can still use you in the midst of this life. Amen? We just got to give it to him. So I want to take a look at this and, and, and look at this here. How much time does God want? How much time does God want? Hour here, hour there. You got it. God wants it all. Now, folks sitting here just, just trying to grasp it, they go, he wants it all, but it's my life. Is it really? Did he purchase you back out of your sin? Did, has he set you in the family of God? Has he saved you from hell? Has he given you the wisdom? Has he sealed you with his spirit? If so, guess what? That life that he's given you, that, we ought to be living it for him. Not just every now and then, but every day. And I know I'm preaching to me first, but guess what? 
I want to keep tweaking that scale to get it where it's in God's way instead of my way. How many people like doing things their way? I thought I'd have hands everywhere. We do. But then when we run it in the ditch, we go, Lord, why did you let me do it? Because there's, there's a thing called free will, right? God doesn't want robots. He doesn't just want us to go, yes, 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 you know, this like this and come to him like that. He wants us to come to him like this. You know, sometimes when we're broken, when our heart hurts the most, I think we're in the best proximity to hear God the clearest. Amen. I know in my life when I've been through different things and stuff has been stripped away, some by my own choice, some by my no choice of our own. And when we get that, let me tell you, I really think that our heart has ears. I just came to me because you start hearing things with your heart that you never heard with your natural ears. When you start reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit speaking into your life, like Angela shared, you know, that maybe I shouldn't go this week. Maybe I should stay. Maybe I should do this. What is it that God's whispering into your life to stay, to go, to slow down, whatever it is? Put it up against the backdrop of God's word. Amen. So with all that being said, I want to go ahead and jump in and see how we're doing on God's word here today. Now, let's take a look at this here. Got a lot of good scriptures for us to get uh, in our heart. You ready? It says, Psalm 118.24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How many people wake up with that in their heart? We should. We really should because we don't know. We don't know. We see how fast things can change in an instant. We don't know. And people, like I said earlier when I was talking, my son said, Dad, you never slow down. You never slow down. Because people need to know about Jesus, man. You know? And, And we do that corporately. We do that like, it bugs me. Mike was talking about, guess what? It concerns me when somebody doesn't know the Lord. That doesn't mean they have to be like me. That doesn't mean they have to do like me. I want them to have the privilege of knowing the loving Savior, the only way to heaven. I, that's, I get compassionate about That's not something i got to work myself into. That's where God has placed me. I remember years ago when I first started going to church, man. I mean, I didn't know anything. I went once when I was five and once when I was 30. And I remember the pastor preaching. He says, we all need to be praying that our hearts open and that God will put a burden burden on our spirits, our hearts, for the lost. And let me tell you, that's probably one of the fastest prayers I've ever seen the Lord answer other than, Lord, I need you. Because I have a burden for the lost. How about you? We should have the burden for the lost. Because guess who was that lost one? Me and you and everybody else. But somebody came outside of the walls and said, hey, man. God will use you. God will take you. God will work in your life. How many times do you hear the world tell you how you can't do this? You can't be this. Does that ever happen to anybody? Oh, you can't do that. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too thin. You're too fat. You're too old. You're too young. We've got all these stipulations. Guess what God says? Come. That's a level playing field on that, on that cross right there. But it costs God his best for him to level it out so me and you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. I want you guys to hear that. Is anybody rejoicing about today? I pray that we are. Today is a fresh day, a fresh start. And I said, look at this. I said, each day is truly a gift from God. Every morning when we open our eyes and every sunrise we see ought to help us to remember how good God is. Isn't that something? Now, I realize, and I say this most times when I speak on, on, on situations like this, I never want to minimize what you're going through at all. But I want to maximize the one that can help you through that. I want to maximize the grace and the mercy and the love of Christ, the holiness of the Lord, so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. 
So many times I think we end up walking in fear. Fear is not from the Lord. He says perfect love casts out all fear, right? Is God love? Absolutely. So we don't need to be fearing. Now, I know it talks about fear. And, and a lot of times you see that in the Bible. It's talking about a reverence. Okay? It's a little bit different. Absolutely, we should have a reverence. But let me tell you this. We need to be trusting in the promise of God. How many know this? I want, I want to share the statement I wrote down. Remember that today is an unrepeatable gift. Write that down. It's an unrepeatable gift. How you choose to use this 24 hours, if we're blessed to get them all, is up to you. You have the privilege. You have the opportunity. And we're going to be talking about that. I just want to set the stage for this in light of what we're dealing with. But here we go. So when we turn around, and you all hear me say this many times, when I preach, I want to preach until like this is my last sermon. Because you just don't know. You never know. We can change that. that remember when we say, it's my time. It's my, it could be my time. It could be your time. But I'm going to tell you what. I want to put the biggest footprint in this land for Christ when I leave. Not me. Let me tell you, don't forget our names. I, I mentioned this sometimes. How many people know their grandparents' names? Remember that? How about your great-grandparents? How about your great-great? Usually after about, Tim told me this, he said he was doing some research. Usually after about two generations, you don't remember who they are. So they will probably remember who I am, and that's okay. But the message that great-great-great-great-great-granddaddy was preaching is going to keep going. It's going to keep moving. It's going to keep transforming life. You know, I'm praying for my great-great-great-grandkids, Right? You know, all those things now already setting the stage. I want them to know. I want to live in a world that, that, that freely proclaims the gospel. We're seeing things getting taken from us and things crimping down. And all these things, man, stand bold for what you believe in Christ. Amen? Stand bold on that. Let's keep on going. So we want to honor God, know his promise, and reflect Christ to others. And live today like it's your last day. You know, usually, you don't usually hear this unless you're at a funeral. Man, you never know what we got to do. Let me tell you, I'm telling you to live it like that while things are good. Live it like that when things are bad. Live it like that anytime you're breathing. Because each breath is a gift. Do you ever think about that? Your, your, your heart beating like a drum. Boom, boom, boom. It's the drum beat to your funeral. You say, man, thanks for the encouragement. Because when that stops, guess what? You're done. In this. But your spirit lives on. I want to make sure that everybody's in the hearing of my voice and everybody that's around here that knows what we believe through the word of God, the truth of God's word, that Jesus Christ is Lord, man. Jesus Christ is Lord. Receive him, receive him, receive him. It's a free gift of God. It's a free gift of God. And yes, let's read this again. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody say amen. Now, I want to jump on in here. We're going to talk a little bit about purpose. And potential, amen? So let's take a look at this. Now, how many of y'all, I thought about this last night, how many of y'all have seen that, that Geico commercial with the little Pinocchio? He says, you have potential. You have potential. His nose is grown. You, if you don't see it, you're not going to get it. But anyway, this is not that commercial. This is the truth of God's word, amen? So let's take a look. What do we mean when we say potential? All right? Meaning, capable of being or becoming. You have potential in the Lord. You have great potential in the Lord. You have potential right now. And you have the choice to choose the Lord. Amen. The Holy Spirit equips us with all the power we need to be victorious. Look what it says in Acts 1.8. It says, but you will receive 
power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. That even includes Phoebus. Amen. All right. Everywhere. Everywhere. So look at this. You know what's amazing to me? And we are barely in the notes today. We're just letting God move in this thing. You know what's amazing to me? You can take a handheld cell phone now. And you can reach people all around the world. Now, what are you going to reach them with? From this one-room church house, we take the potential and the privilege and the challenges and the choices to take that technology and reach people around the world with the saving news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Life-changing word of God. That's what I want people to hear today. But you know what? God will use you as you move forward. Look at this. It says, God has equipped you with the capability of being who he said you are and becoming what he called you to be. Soak in on that a little bit. Soak in on that. Anybody got some dreams when they were a kid? They want to be this. They want to do this. Everybody has some dreams, right? Some some of those dreams you think, oh man, that's just way out there. Now, I know this as, as, as I've become more mature, I won't say older. Maybe I should say older because I'm still mature. But as I grow in my, in my life, I realize that some of those things that I set in my life have changed. How about you? I don't want to be a rock star no more. I can't jump that high. And they don't sleep much, right? And usually, they don't last long. They burn out, right? I want to be all I can be for Jesus. How about you? And I want to tell you, some days I do a really stinky job. Did that level blow up the playing field? But there's some days, there's some days that there's a glimmer of Christ in my life. How about you? And I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to keep walking and working and trusting God in those things, not plowing backwards. There's a reason why the windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror, because you're moving forward. How many people love grace? Amen. Miss Grace said, yeah, everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, as soon as I said that, I looked, I looked over there. She's like, yeah, that's me. What a beautiful name for a beautiful lady, right? But I tell you what, what about the mercy and the forgiveness? Man, that'll get you up in the morning. You know what will keep you in bed? <laughs> keep trucking. <laughs> you know what will keep you in bed? Fear. Right? Overwhelmed by the things of the world. But we can overtake that because we're victorious in Christ. This is a message to give you victory in your life. Not on your own, but only in that of Christ. Amen. So we're talking about potential. You've got potential in Christ. Somebody say amen. Look at this. I said each faith-filled day has the catalyst for the miraculous. Man. Sometimes we discount the miraculous. Don't we? I'll tell you what, man. When, when, when Jesse was born, that was miraculous. Wow. All the little hands, all the little parts, all that stuff. And they grow into this now, right? Mr. Wonderful. Yeah? You think about that? I mean, you think about it. You think about all these different things. Or how maybe you can treat somebody kind and they respond to that. Or maybe you can speak life into somebody and you start seeing the bricks of, of, and the burden of the world being pulled off them. When you can be a friend that somebody needs in the midst of that time. You know? You guys have been so gracious to me to allow me to step into your life and, and speak life. And be encouraging to you. And let me tell you, that's encouraging to me. I appreciate the calls and the cards and the, and the kind words and the love. See, that's what it is. 
And we talk about that. We're talking about time. I appreciate the time that you invest in me and my family. Amen. And I pray that you guys enjoy one another's fellowship as well. That's why we come together. So God can work in those situations and God can be exalted, but he also grows us together so that we can see that catalyst for our faith to just explode out here and the miraculous happen. You, you know, I, I had a buddy one time and God can do anything. Y'all believe that? God can do anything. And he had seen different things. He had been on different mission trips and all this. And he'd seen God heal some people and he'd seen some different things like this. And, and he went on this last mission trip. I just, just popped in my mind. And he said, I came back. And he said, I really wanted to see the miraculous man, but I, I, I didn't. But God spoke to my heart. He said, you know what we did? I said, I don't know, brother. What did you do? He said, we, we built like this. He said, it was a home, but it really looked like a storage bin, like a shed. We built that. I think four or five people were going to live in that. He said, I didn't feel like that was very miraculous. And he said, I came home and I was whining and this, that, and everything else. And Lord, I wanted to see this. He wanted to see the lightning bolt. He wanted to see all these things. And the Lord spoke to my friend. You want to know what he said? There is nothing more miraculous than a soul being saved. It stopped him right there. See, he was chasing the gift instead of the giver. God can do all these things. But he was missing the miraculous. He said, we led a lot of people to the Lord. I said, that's miraculous. They passed from death to life for eternity. Amen. That's what I think we need to really be focusing on. Everything else is great. That's great. We know God can do it. We trust God to do it. But let's start with the great commission, the command to go into all nations and sharing the good news. We have untapped potential in so many things. But let's look at this. Faith in Christ. That is activated, takes potential into the realm of opportunity. That's a good word right there. So your potential is almost like this. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. And then when we mix it with the faith of God, boom, we come out of that shoot, man. We're ready to roll. We're ready for our life to be used. We're ready for uh, things to be transformed. And that takes that potential to a whole new level. Let's talk about a few things here. I said God's word conforms us to the image of Christ through the process of sanctification. Sanctification means to be set apart, to made holy. God can be working in our life. We are set aside for God's work and pleasure. To, to, uh, to purify, free of sin, and to be productive as a spiritual blessing. Amen. Are we walking and looking in that? A few more notes I want to read through here. It says, our faith gives us access to all resources in heaven. Anybody ever been low on a few resources? Too much month, not enough money, whatever the deal is. We have total access to all that God has. Amen. We are not lacking. The problem is we are not looking many times. Amen. Just like my friend. He was looking for, for what he thought should happen. Instead of asking God, what do you want me to do to make you happen? Amen. I pray that that's our, our, our prayer today. It's my time. It's my time to get out of the way and let God be God and work in our life. How about that? What else do we got? We are not looking at the promises. We're not looking at the opportunities that are set before us many times. But today it all can change. We can live from this promise. We can speak out the promise and be equipped with the promises of God and lay hold to the opportunities he has given us each day. Man, popped in my mind. 
How many people have started a new job and you say, somebody said, well, tell me about your job. And you say, well, I'm starting here at, at, at this level, but it has potential. Not many people want to go, well, hey, I'm starting this job. This is the highest I'll ever go. And I'll just be shoehorned right here in this little box here. And that's all I'm going to do for 35 years. Woo, where'd I sign? You want a job with potential. You want, you want to see growth, right? You want to see opportunity. Guess what? Join Team Jesus, amen? <laughs> the sky's the limit. God says, you can do it. You can be it. He will equip us, amen? So let's take that from the potential on over to the opportunity. Everybody doing good so far? I'm going to read through a few of these. A situation or condition favorable to attain a goal. That's what we're talking about. Each day we have an opportunity to impact lives for Christ. It doesn't have to be a huge thing to make a major difference. Amen? It doesn't have to be a huge thing to make a major difference. You ever got a phone call from somebody and they just say, I was thinking about you today? You ever got a card from somebody and just say, hey, I don't want to let you know I appreciate you? Any of those things. How about this? How about somebody holding the door open for you at the grocery grocery store? How about this? We went the other day and, and uh, we went to watch some of the band competitions and different things. And we went up and a little girl came up there and she said, she said, how much is it? How much is it? And I think it was six dollars. And she said, I only have five. Okay. And she started walking. I said, oh, baby, don't you ain't going nowhere. Come on. What? I said, I got it. Thank you. No problem. It's a little thing. Every time I walk down the stairs, she goes, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going back and forth, going back over here to get something out of the, the uh, concession stand. That made me a friend. How you doing? How you doing? There was no way. Because I had the resources. Right? Didn't take a lot. It wasn't like $5 million to get her in, right? It was just the resources, right? Look at the resources that are available to us as children of God. Do you think of yourself as a child of God? Man, God is just moving in my mind today. I remember when you guys got married. And I remember when Bonnie came around there, Mike said, she's beautiful. And I said, she's a child of the most high God. Do we look at our spouses like that? Do we look at our children like that? Do we look at our brothers and sisters like that? They're God's favorite. Not favorite, favorites. Amen? Think about that. That's so amazing. So you know what? It doesn't take a whole lot of energy to make a whole lot of difference if it's God filled. Amen? Let's keep on. God sets the opportunity ahead of us so that we can engage and grow. We talked about that. We want to grow in things, right? We want to see what's going on. So how do we prepare to do this stuff here? Preparation is the key to success. Are we studying our Bible? Are we learning more about the Lord? Are we speaking God's truth? Are we speaking His promises? Are we trusting God in the situation, even when it doesn't seem very good? Even when the prognosis don't say uh, what we'd like them to say, can we still trust amazing God? Absolutely. We must, and we will, and we will stand on that. So here's something. Uh, I've got a few notes here I want to roll through here. I said, do you have a set prayer time? These are different things we can uh, kind of just set for opportunities. Are you stronger in your faith now than you were last year? Just ask. And if you're not, take advantage of what God has around you to build your faith. Bible study, devotions each day, read the word of God, amen? Grow in that, feed on that. And I tell you what, I said, I believe that what's going on in the world today, 
that it's, it's, it's even greater opportunities for a believer in Christ to excel. You say, what do you mean? I tell my boys this all the time. They're getting, you know, just going to be graduating time out in the working world. And I said, I want to talk to you guys about this. I said, you know what? If I hire somebody to paint my house and they say, I'm going to paint three rooms of your house. I'm going to be here at nine o'clock. I'm going to work five hours a day until it's done. And it's a thousand dollars. If they show up and they do the work and they do the time and they leave and I pay them a thousand dollars and the work is okay. Guess what? They just did what was average. You hear what I'm saying? They just did what they said they were going to do. If you do that nowadays, people are going to call everybody and say, man, I'm going to tell you, the guy was right on time. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And he paid me. I paid him exactly what he asked. But if you think about it, this is how we've, we've kind of morally decayed. So what you're telling me is he just did what he said he was going to do. Right? Is that true? If you do what you say you're going to do, you can rise to the cream of the crop. Now, now what happens if you put a little love on it? How about if you had a little passion on that? And we say, hey, you know what? I'm going to come a little early. Hey, I'm going to do this right here. I just want to tell you what. I saw this over here. I went ahead and moved this. And I, I painted that plane over there. Did that because you know what? I want to be a blessing to you. Guess what? Now you're moving on up. You say, what in the world is that? Those opportunities. We have a platform as Christians. Everybody has a platform. You say, what do you mean? I'm just a mom. Hold on, let me tell you. If you, just, you ain't just a mom. You're a mom. That's a big platform right there. You have to speak into your kid's life. You have to keep your husband straight. That's bigger than a, that, that's big, right? That is a very full-time job, right? How about if you're a single parent? You got a big platform. All those things. How about if you own your own business? You got a platform. What else? As a Christian, you have a platform. How are we living and loving and sharing and using that opportunity to draw people to Christ? I want you to think about it. Everybody thinking about it? Let's keep on rolling. Well, this is what happens with it. We've got choices. Everybody has choices, right? I said, there's some choices in life that only you can make. Somebody say amen. You said, what do you mean? Only you can make a choice to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if your grandmother played the organ. doesn't matter if your dad's a preacher. doesn't matter any of those things. It comes down to one person's choice. Yours. One choice. And I pray that you make the right choice. Let me tell you what a biblical choice is. So you hear that. A biblical choice is understanding this statement right here. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Can we get an amen there? That means everybody blew it. That means we were born into sin. We got a problem. But there is a remedy. You want to know what the remedy is? There's one remedy. His name is Jesus. Amen. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I'm breaking this thing down. It's not how much you give, what you do. It's not what you've done. See, the devil will try to keep you away from the best things that God said you. But you just did that. You just said that. They don't know your past. I don't need to know your past because God knows your past. And he says, you're worth it. He sent Jesus to pay your fine. I'm going to break this down a little bit more. A lot of times I say, how many people have been to court? But I'm not going to ask that today. I have been to court, right? Say you get a traffic violation or something. Has that ever happened to anybody, just me? My son should be standing up with both hands. And a foot, right? Yes. Yes, I don't know. It must be, it just must be hereditary. But say you get a ticket, right? Let's, let's just say, you get a ticket doing 55 and a 35. 
And you come in and you go before that judge and the judge says, hey, this fine is going to be $10,000. And you go, man, I don't have, I don't have $10,000. He said, man, the gavel's coming down. You're going to do some time. You're going to be locked up. You're going to be sent away, right? You're going to be shackled for this, 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 this deal. Are you guilty? Yes, I'm guilty. Hammer's coming down and somebody you don't even know jumps in and says, you know what? I love you so much. I'm going to pay the fine. Do you say, no, man, I got it. I'm cool. I'm all right. Or do you say, thank you. You embrace that person that pays your fine. I'm going to be hugging. I'm going to be thanking. How about y'all? I'm going to be grateful. That's just with a ticket. How about somebody comes in there and says, you know what? If you die without receiving the Lord Jesus Christ, the only way to heaven, guess what? The only thing that's left for you is hell. But you know what? You can't come out of that by yourself. But what you can do is receive the grace. You can accept the gift. Is that making sense? Jesus paid your fine. Would you receive that today? Have you received that? That's the whole thing. I want you to hear that today. It didn't say, well, you know what? I'll pay you fine if you can dance a little. I'll pay you fine if you wash my car for 500 years or whatever, you know, whatever. He says, I love you. I'm going to pay your fine. Will you receive it? I'm asking you guys, will you receive that today? If you sit in here and you don't know for sure, if you took your last breath today, would you go to hell for eternity or would you go to heaven for eternity? There's only two places. And let me just tell you this while you're thinking this over in the middle of the sermon. If you don't choose Jesus, you've really rejected Jesus. So guess what? You just bought hell. Amen? So, I try to ask the Lord to help me make that as clear as we can. And I pray that you receive that gift. Because that's a choice only you can make. Amen? That's a choice only you can make. Look at this. But you can make the choices that you make. You can make them from a godly perspective. If you're spending time with the Lord. I try to give you a godly perspective. All of a sudden, fall short of glory of God. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It is a gift of God. Would you receive that gift? You know, in just a few weeks, we're going to be doing the Christmas child thing, boxing up that box. Can you imagine boxing that up and have a lot of great things to share with somebody? And you just send it out in love and trusting that God's going to get that to the right person and everything. And they get it and they just don't open it. They just carry it on. And they take it, put it under their bed. And they take it out and they kick it a little bit and they put it in the attic and everything else. And, you know, every now and then when they get down in the dumps, they put it out and they just carry it around like that. But they never open it. Many people live their life having the gift of Jesus Christ presented to them and they never open it. By faith. By receiving that. Is this hitting home today? I pray that it is. I pray that this is just clear as it can be. Because you know what? That's a choice only you can make. And that's a godly perspective. Call on the name of Jesus. How about this? If you know his word, you'll know his ways. That helps you make godly decisions. And guess what? We still blow it. Amen? But we can get back on track by calling out to the Lord, repenting, turning from that, and turning back to God, and allowing God to work in our life and pull us through. Aren't you glad that God never gives up on you? Somebody say amen. Amen. I said, I was looking down at the bottom of my nose. I said, look at this. But we got to know him personally. It's a relationship. Now, I know we all have challenges. Each one. Big, small, and all between. But let me tell you this. If you know the Lord, you never face them alone. 
That's a huge, huge difference. We've got a lot of different faces in here. I'm going to share a short story. It just popped up in my heart again. Some of you have heard it. Love me through it. I had a guy that I worked with for years. Big, tough guy, muscle guy, everything else, you know, just, just tough. And I'm thinking, how can somebody use that many cuss words in one sentence? Until I met a guy, me and Mike, saw yesterday. He was right in there, too. And, and we, I was kind of sad that we were, this guy come up and we go, blah, 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 blah. We went to the guitar shop uh, expo. And, and all of us just sitting there and listening to this. And we all walked up. We got back and he said, do you know that guy? I don't know that guy. Do you know that guy? We none of us knew that guy. But guess what? I couldn't even hardly understand the guy because all it was just cussing and fussing and this and that. But I think he thought he was having a good time because he was still smiling. I'm thinking, that man needs Jesus, right? So anyway, going back to the original story, because they're everywhere, right? And I was that guy one time. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you, I'm sure I was. So working with this guy, and he goes on, you know, talk to him about the Lord. He never had time to hear about the Lord. Ah, yeah, that's what y'all believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. I do remember us going to lunch one day. And we were driving. That's when I had my double-seated truck. There were six of us in there. We're driving. I'm driving along. And we're going, and we're going to go get something to eat. And he starts, he's cussing. He's doing this. And all the guys in the truck are going, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, I mean, you know, I'm not going to try to correct you, every, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm just going to try to love you where you are. But after about the third mile, I'm like, I'm done. I look at the mirror like that. I say, hey, man. The guys, I, I can hear everybody go, Pfft. I said, hey. He said, what? I said, do you kiss your mama with those same lips that you talking all that trash in the back of my truck, boy? He said, what? I said, I don't want to hear that. You know what he said? Oh, I'm sorry. And I said, thank you, Lord, he's big. <laughs> but I, he gave me boldness. I said, like, I don't want to hear that, man. Golly. Gone. So a year later, this guy goes on travel. He's going all over the place. And I heard this guy got sick. He had a gallstone, gallbladder thing. And he came back. He lost some weight and everything. He came around. I said, hey, what's up, man? He said, man, I'll tell you, man. I thought I was going out of here. I said, really? I said, well, let me ask you a question since you brought it up. If you would have died, would you went to heaven or hell? He said, I don't know. I guess I'd just go to dirt. I said, really? You just turned back into dirt? I said, did it hurt? He said, yeah, man, it hurt. I said, did it really hurt when it hit like that? Because you was telling me it hurt. He said, man, he said, it hurt. He goes, oh, God, it hurts. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why don't you say, oh, dirt? Why are you calling on God now? Right? He said, you got me. I said, no. <laughs> See, God has written his law on your head and in your heart. Now, you're a stupid toe and go, oh, pansy plant. You know, or something like, oh, oak tree. You know, you don't do that. Can you imagine you get up the truth? Oh, petunias. No, you're screaming, man. Everything else. And if you do, I'll tell you, I'd be, I'd be a little worried if that was you. Right? You get out there, man, you're, you're, you're fussing and jumping and everything else and everything else. Unless you're my, my mother-in-law, she goes, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me. I said, I think she's hurt because she said, oh, me, oh, me. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? It proved my point with that guy. That, you know what, when everything else was stripped away, when you were laying on your back, when you were hurting, you didn't call out the dirt. You didn't call out the clouds. You didn't call out to anybody else but the Lord. I said, how do you like that? He said, yeah, you got me on that. I said, no, I haven't got anything. I'm just trying to bring that to the forefront. And I continue to pray that God will continue to work in that life. And I tell you what, the last time I talked to that guy, 
He'd been through some situations with his family and different things like that. And I look, he got a new tattoo. He got Bible verses on his arm. I was like, what happened? He rolled up and fall asleep on a wet Bible page or something? I said, man, God's moving in this thing. You know what I mean? Looked like he had a wet Sunday paper up there. I said, surely he didn't have some idea. But you know what? Planting that seed. Putting that word out there, man. I'm trusting God is helping us with our choices. Amen. How about you guys? I know we need it. Now, guess what? Here we go. We got challenges to face. Everybody got a challenge to face. Something to overcome, right? Look down at the bottom. I love this slide. It says, I expected times like this. Ready for this? But I never thought they'd be so bad, so long, and so frequent. Ouch. You know, that's something else. But look what we can learn and glean from these things. Challenges build faith, don't they? I talked to a guy the other day. He's going through a situation. He says, you know, I don't like the way things are going with my health and everything else. And he said something that was kind of interesting. He said, but you know, if I wasn't going through this, maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't be seeking like I would. I didn't put the answer in I didn't put that in his, his, his mouth. I said, well, I'm going to just tell you this. God's not causing bad things in your life. God works all things together for the good in your life. So I'm glad that you you, you focus on that, but I, I I hate it when God gets a bad rap and think you know God's putting you know sickness and things on people. That's that's not. It's just all good gifts comes from God. We live in a sin filled world. It's kind of boogered up, isn't it? It's kind of messed up. So guess what? We try to make it through there, but guess what? We can have our spirit renewed by faith in the Lord. Take a look at this. Faith builds trust. Trust builds results. How many people like good results? Amen. Amen. I said, here's the result. God is for you. He loves you. He redeemed you. He forgave you. He sealed you with his spirit. The challenge today is do you believe him? See, that's the whole thing. Anytime I do a message, it's to bring you to a point of decision. You say, what do you mean? I want to bring you to the point of decision. You've got all the pieces of the puzzle now. You know that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, right? You know that all of sin and fall short of glory, God. You know, when God uh, sent Jesus, he paid the price in full. He paid our sin debt. And when we call on the name of Jesus, when we put our faith and trust in what Christ has done, he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. That is the gospel message. That's the good news. Do you believe it? Not just with your head. Have you received it? Have you grabbed hold of it? All right? Because you know why? Guess what? Time's up. One day, time's going to be up. You say, man, I'm young. I can do this stuff. I ain't, well, I mean, I'm going to live a long time. Man, my grandmother was this old. I'm sure I got a lot of time. Anybody ever thought like that when you were, like, young and stupid? <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you what. Oh, yeah. Your brain will tell you you can do stuff your body said no to. I was at a football game Friday night. Pulled my phone out. I got, I got it's called a phablet. That means a phone tablet because I need a big one. And I went like this, I talked to God, I went to hit the, the, the send button, and it went, whoo, boom, boom, clink, right through the bottom of the bleachers. Now, most bleachers are not a big deal, you get off and go around, but our bleachers here are chained up and got this stuff on there and all that. And I'm thinking, I lost some weight, but I ain't going to get through that hole. I said, go get some more popcorn. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. So then I'm thinking, how much am I going to have to pay a kid to slip down here? And I'm thinking, oh, that's all I need to get little Johnny's head caught in there. The preacher's going to be running out of town. I said, that's not good. i got to go in myself. Then he said, where are you going? I said, I'll be back in a minute. So 
I go down, I go around the side, and I see the chain on the on the fence. They got 30 seconds left in the game. I need my phone. I need my phone. How many people need the phone? I always blame it because my mom might need me. But you get you, you lean on that phone, right? So here we go. I got a lot of my sermon notes in that phone, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I said, well, that's all right. I said, Shh, man, I'll just jump up there and go in there. Ain't no problem. I'll jump in there. Hoo, 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 ha, hoo, ha. Sound like a Jackie Chan. It wasn't all that fascinating. Especially when I raked my, my leg across that thing like that. I was like, oh, yeah. And I came down and I was doing this and I was scaling down. And I said, boy, you still got it. You still got it. You still got it. You still, boom. <laughs> you got it. I'm going back through there. Now, guess what happens? This 5,362 feet going. Because it's getting ready to score again or whatever it is, you know. And all the dirt's coming off me going. I need Denise to call my phone. Because I can't see my phone. Because before I went down, I was smiling. I said, okay, we had the 42-yard line. 42-yard line. I'm looking down here. And I see the guy I was sitting by. I see his foot. And I go, hey, what? I call my phone. He's like, who is this? And he's like this. I'm kind of reaching out doing this. I'm like, call my phone, call my phone. Because I know it's going to get even worse, man. People dropping popcorn through there, everything else. I'm down under the bottom of the bleachers. And Denise is dialing. And I see my phone. It was face down. I see the little light. I got back over there. I got it. Good. Now I got to get back out. And now everybody's out there. And they're going to see an old man trying to get back over the fence, right? I'm thinking, could, could you get somebody to undo this? Excuse me. Can you get somebody to... I know people saying, why is that man locked under the bleachers, mommy? I know everybody's saying, and other people going, that's our preacher. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to that church. There you go. So I get back out. I'm up there and I'm feeling real good about myself, right? You still got it, bud. You still got it. And evidently, my 190 pounds went on that one little door thing right there and, and it went, down I come. Yeah, I had a plane like that. Got over there, come on back, bleeding a little bit on my leg, everything. Then he said, where are you? I said, I got the phone. Everything's good. Yeah, I got the phone. So I thought that was it. I thought, oh man, I'm good, man. Everything's good. Went about my way yesterday, did some stuff, everything else. Talked to Miss Karen, hung up with you. All right, sweetie, see you later. Everything's good. Boom, going to the dollar store. You know what I did? Got out of the car and did this. My back went. I said, oh my goodness. And then you see everybody and you're going, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Then I started acting like there was something on my hood. I was going. <laughs> I was in tears, man. And then I saw the people from Paul's. I was like, oh my God, just give them some money, please. Here, how y'all doing here? They're thinking, oh God, I'm out there. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm thinking, Tanya said to bring bags to church. Okay, it's a gala bag. I'm going in there. So I got to be here. I'm walking. I'm trying to do the cool walk. You know? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I don't want to move nothing, man. So I move nothing. And I'm looking, and this guy's getting ready to open the door. I was like, God, I hope he gets here before me. I hope he opens the door. And I'm going, hey. How you doing, man? Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm praying that these bags are not on the ground. They're up here. I got over there. Thank you, Lord. You answered the prayer. They're right at eye level. I got down. I get home. I call, I call Denise. I go, get back in my car. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I can't even move. What are you doing? What did you do? I got out of my truck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, okay. I said, the groceries you got? I ain't lifting them. Jesse's home. I get home. I get there. Just uh, Jesse's the workout man. He said, you'll be all right. Come on, Dad. Come on over here. He said, I'm, I'm going down on all fours. He said, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is He's got me in the figure form. But... I mean, I'm hitting the high notes. And I'm going, don't do that no more. He said, when the, my time was up. Man, I thought I could do all these things. But my body said, settle down there, big boy. Your time is up. I ain't kidding, man. So then Denise got home. She's real compassionate. I said, get some of that blue stuff and put on my back. What is it, Johnny? Good enough for Johnny Bench? Throw it on me. I'll take it. It must have been nine minus ninety degrees, cold. She got that on her head. <laughs> ah! Stop helping me. Goodness gracious, man! By the time we're done, my family's like, oh my god! Now my jaw and stuff is tight. <laughs> I'm slurring my speech, man. All this, I'm trying to, what's going on? So finally, I crawl back there, and I see my dog. I love my dog. And she's like, hey, I just hold my dog. This is good. Finally, made it through all that. Then we went back to sit on the bleachers last night for two hours. She said, do you want to sit up there? I said, no, I saw a friend of mine. I'm howling on the fence like this. How y'all doing? I see you in church tomorrow, right? I'm like all like this. All like this. Now, some people have a heating pad. I took a heating blanket. I was in there like this. Oh, finally, my back. Just like the ribs I'm cooking. They start going like this. I got up today. Finally moving around. You say, oh, man, that's just crazy. Why do you share this story? Because crazy stuff happens every day in our life. You never think that's going to happen to you. Man, I'm in decent shape. I'm doing good. I don't even have to take the blood pressure medicine no more. I just scaled that fence. Look at me. Man, I tell you what, my toes look like the, the, the bird on the Buick commercial. Turn them like that. Oh my goodness, man. That's something else. But let me tell you what. I started thinking about you. I started thinking about Tanya's arm. I started talking about, thinking about other friend, friends and family that have been going through some different stuff. I started thinking about the guy that shows up. On, on Tuesday night, a good friend of ours, he's got a mess and he's battling. And he mentioned something to me. He said, he said, man, you guys get up and jump up and ready to go and all that, complaining about going to work. He said, it takes everything I get to go brush my teeth. All those little conversations went back to my, my mind. I said, Lord, forgive me for just being so uh, unthankful. Just getting up and just taking, I don't say unthankful, I'll say taking things for granted. You know what I mean? We take so much for granted. I'm going to pull this back around. We take it for granted that I'm a pretty nice guy. Guess what? A lot of nice guys and nice gals are going to hell because it's no way you can be good enough to go to heaven. There's a lot of things that we think, well, I do a whole lot. I, I do this and everything else. I, I, you can't work your way to heaven. The greatest miracle, just like the Lord spoke to my mind, is seeing somebody come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Is that you today? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today. And we continue to lift up our church family and our dear sister, Lord, for healing to her body. But Lord, as we know, we talked about time today and opportunity. How will it be when it's my time? When it's my time to go? When it's my time to leave this earth? Let me ask you this. Right now is your time to make a decision. Will you choose to call on the name of Jesus?
If you're sitting here today, you say, well, I didn't even plan on coming today. I was just doing this. I'm just kind of hanging out with my family. Guess what? God knew you were going to be here for a time such as this, for a message such as this, that you can respond to the gospel. The gospel is this. Jesus Christ came and lived a sinless life and paid our sin debt in full by dying on the cross and being raised on the third day. A life for a life. He took your place. He paid your fine. Will you receive that today? Let me ask the question I ask people all the time. If you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? You say, well, I don't know, buddy. You can know, and you can know that the answer is yes when you call on the name of Jesus. How do I do that, buddy? How do I do that? I'm going to tell you right now. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. Well, what exactly does that mean? Lord, come into my life. I believe in the Son of God. Lord, today, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I trust you with my life. Come into my life, Lord, and forgive me of my sin and help me to walk this out, Lord. Today, I am trusting in you and the finished work of the cross. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. If that's you today and that's a prayer that you prayed from your heart, let somebody know so we can rejoice with you. If you're online and you're listening to this and you want to know more about that, hey, send us a note. Let me tell you what. Please, please, please share the message because it's going to transform somebody's life. You guys have a great day. We love you. Bye-bye. Give the Lord a hand clap, everybody. If you want to stand to your feet, we're going to send you out with a song. If you want to praise the Lord from, from the seat, that's fine, too.